0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About SACT. My name is Michael. I'm an advanced oncology pharmacist, the ENT co-chair, and the podcast host. And today I'm joined by Nettie Cracknell and Evelyn Handel. Would you both like to introduce yourselves?
1: Thank you. So I'll start off. My name's Evelyn. I am an oncology pharmacist based in the Philadelphia area in the United States. I primarily practice at NCCN, the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, as the Senior Director of Drugs and Biologics programs there. And I am also the current president of ISOP, the International Society of Oncology Pharmacy Practitioners. Happy to be with you today.
2: And hello, my name is Nettie Cracknell. I'm the lead cancer pharmacist for Ramsey Healthcare. And most of you will probably know me as the Bopper website manager. But today I am here as president elect for ISOP. And I am based in the UK, for those who don't know me.
0: Well, it's lovely to have you both here. And what are we talking about today?
1: Talking about ISOP and looking forward to sharing more.
0: First question what is ISOP and what does the society do?
1: I think that's a great starting point. So ISOP stands for the International Society of Oncology Pharmacy Practitioners, and we're an organization that brings together a diverse membership from all across the world. We strive to be an inclusive organization, and we are open to all. Our membership is open to anyone in the oncology pharmacy team, and this includes pharmacists, technicians, and students. Our members practice in a wide variety of settings, including clinical pharmacy, cytotoxic preparation, community pharmacy, academia, research, and, and so many more. It's, it's a fantastic membership, diverse backgrounds, and we all work together to achieve a unified mission, which is to advance oncology pharmacy care for patients all around the world. And just to give a little bit of background on the history of our society, because I you know, find our story quite inspiring. The founding of the society dates all the way back to 1988. Our founder, Helen McKinnon, who is from New Zealand, was inspired to create this global network of oncology pharmacists as a result of a a recent leave that she had taken from work to go study and train with oncology pharmacists in other countries. And she had gone to the USA and to the UK, and she had such a wonderful experience that she wanted to take this back and nurture and grow this spirit of collaboration and sharing expertise all around the world. So as a result of this, she brought together a group of over 150 oncology pharmacists together for the first international symposium on oncology pharmacy practice in Rotorua, New Zealand in 1988. Since then, that meeting was such a success and a valuable experience for everyone who attended, that the concept of an international oncology pharmacy organization was introduced. And, you know, fast forward many years, thanks to the hard work of a lot of founding members and leaders, ISOP was incorporated in 1996 and has supported the growth and development of oncology pharmacy globally ever since then. So that, in a nutshell, describes what
2: we do and and how the story came about.
0: And what are the goals of ISOP?
2: So ISOP has three main strategic initiatives. These are to engage and mobilise the global oncology pharmacy community And the next one is to deliver professional development resources. And the final one is around global advocacy initiatives in collaboration with other global and oncology pharmacy organisations from different countries. And basically, our goal in ISOP is to forward oncology pharmacy globally by collaborations and delivering education and resources.
0: And what are some of the benefits of being an ISOP member?
2: Speaking from
1: both personal experiences, you know, to what ISOP has you know, helped me accomplish in my career and also what we hope to, again, expand to anyone who wants to join us and, and become a member. I think one of the primary benefits of ISOP membership is simply the relationships that you make with oncology pharmacists all around the world. I have found it so inspiring to be able to network and connect with members all around the world and share oncology knowledge and best practices. It's just amazing when you talk to people in other countries and you realize just how small the world can be because, you know, we deal with a lot of the same challenges, the same issues. We can help each other not reinvent the wheel because so many of the, you know, the challenges are common across all of our countries. And and so it's just been such a valuable way to meet and network and share knowledge all over the world. But I guess just to kind of run down a few other highlights of ISOP membership benefits, I think another big piece is the educational programs and webinars that we run throughout the year. So we have both virtual offerings, as well as in-person offerings. Our, you know, most common Offering for in-person education is our annual international symposium, which is also recorded and available in our virtual library for members to tune into and listen to afterwards as a resource. And then throughout the year, we also run webinars on various topics of interest. For example, our most recent one was about planetary health and how we can all be good stewards of our environment and and resources and just share knowledge and best practices where it comes to that. Another primary benefit of membership is full access to our official journal, which is the Journal of Oncology Pharmacy Practice, or JOP. We provide multiple opportunities throughout the year to support our members to publish in this journal. And anyone who is an ISOP member has access to each of the issues to be able to read the cutting-edge research and articles that are published in the journal. And then throughout the year, we also publish various position statements and other resources, I mentioned we have a virtual library. This includes both presentations as well as publications and toolkits for various topic areas. So we try to be on top of a lot of the hot topics and shared challenges in oncology pharmacy to share education and resources with our membership around those. In addition, we also have research grants and awards, support for members to conduct their own research projects and be able to connect with other members who can provide mentorship and guidance, both through our research committee and just through networking with other members. And our awards include uh, recognition for achievements as well as travel grants to be able to attend our symposia throughout the year. And I think just to wrap up, you know, the list could go on and on, but a few other key highlights of ISOP membership benefits are being able to join our global oncology pharmacy discussion forum. We have a board where anyone can post a question or reply to a question, and then that is emailed out to the membership to kind of share knowledge and again get some help and input in in dealing with ch- shared challenges and and any questions that they might have. And finally, and again, kind of circling back to what I believe you know, is one of the, the biggest benefits of membership in terms of networking and connecting with others around the world. I think another benefit of membership is simply just being able to join in on the efforts and helping work towards progressing global oncology pharmacy across the world. And we do this by offering open volunteer opportunities to join one of our committees or even the secretariat, to help shape Global Oncology Pharmacy for the future. We encourage all of our our members and provide opportunities for everyone to be actively involved.
0: There are lots and lots of benefits of being an ISOP member. So how can someone get involved?
2: So, I was just going to carry on from Evelyn as well in this ties in with your question so the benefits that I've had for an ISOC member has been immense with the amount of people that I've met from all over the world and it's just made me realise I think how small the world is and actually oncology pharmacy challenges in the UK are also seen in other countries and other countries where they have challenges we've had these before as well. So it's been amazing being a member of ISOP. But your question was, how can someone get involved in ISOP? Well, I suppose I can tell you what my journey was. So I started by joining one of the committees post 2019. So obviously, in 2019, we had a joint Bopper and ISOP symposium in London, which was absolutely amazing. There was 900 oncology pharmacists all in the same room. It was it was just so amazing. And so from that, I uh, contacted ISOP and I said, look, I'm interested. I I want to join one of your committees. What can I do? How can I help? How can I get involved? And so I joined one of the committees. I was welcomed. It was a lovely experience. My first meeting. Everyone was really welcoming and just made me feel like I was already part of the family and very quickly, I suppose quickly as in within a year or so, I actually ended up being chair of that committee and I suspect that's probably because I had a lot of experience from working with BOPPER for almost two decades. Because of that, I I could take on a chair of a committee quite quickly. I suspect not everyone will be able to, but I did manage at this point point. And at the same time, I stood for the Secretariat as well, which thankfully I got elected in. And then after my first term ended, I then stood for President and also got elected, which was again wonderful news, and currently now President elect. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind for me. It's happened very quickly. It's probably because of all the experience I've had with Bopper that allowed me to get that. But anybody could contact us and Ask and say, look, I'm interested in the education committee or the research committee or the engagement committee or there's several committees and they're all on our website. So whatever you're interested in, the first step is come along, become an active member. And when you become a member of the committee, you can give as much as your time allows. So if you don't have that much time because of pressures for work, then just take a little project or just help review a couple of things and just be involved. And then if time allows, you can get more involved, maybe take on a bigger project or be a part of um, education offering. And uh, then obviously potentially become a chair of a committee, stand for secretariat and be on the leadership team and potentially even be president. So the first step for someone to join ISOP and get involved is contact us and join a committee.
0: Well, firstly, well done you, Nettie. (laughs) And so there's a lot to get involved in with ISOP. So what are some of the accomplishments that ISOP has?
1: That's a great segue because as Nettie talked about, you know, the number of volunteer opportunities of getting more closely engaged in a lot of what we work on is available to all our members and our accomplishments are directly related to the contributions and active participation of our membership. So before I dive into accomplishments, one thing I'll mention just so everybody's aware, our volunteer opportunities are open year round. You can contact us anytime. There's not a specific time of year where there's, you know, like a formal call for volunteer opportunities, although we do try and keep a running list of, you know, like volunteer ask type opportunities on our website. So do feel free to look at those, but just want to encourage anybody who's listening. If you're an ISOP member or are thinking about being an ISOP member, just know that you're welcome to reach out to us anytime to become more actively involved. And some of the accomplishments that you can be part of, are, like I said, closely tied to the work of our regular standing committees. And as Nettie mentioned, some of these include the education committee, the research committee. We also have groups looking after advocacy, and then another committee for engagement and communications. Among others, we also have, you know, task forces and and operational type committees like finance and governance that function throughout the year as well. Task forces come and go depending on the project and the need. So I think, In terms of talking about ISOP's accomplishments, I'll lump them into three separate buckets. There are loads more even beyond just the ones that I'll I'll touch on. But the first one is for publications. One thing ISOP strives to do is advocate for standardization and awareness for global oncology pharmacy practice and helping, you know, again, to provide resources, guidance. Uh, to pharmacists and the oncology pharmacy community, some of the areas that you know would benefit from global collaboration. And one of these includes safe handling of cytotoxics. And one of ISOP's major accomplishments over the years has been, you know, the original version of our, our standards of practice were published back in 2006. And I'm proud to say that last year uh, we published an update of the standards of practice, thanks to the work of our standards committee uh, led by Sean O'Connor, one of our past presidents. And, you know, a very dedicated group of people that both updated the existing chapters and expanded the standards of practice to include lots of new topics and chapters. And so having this updated version of the standards published last year was a huge accomplishment for us. And again, we see this as a tool to be able to, you know, support the development and building capacity and knowledge all around the world for oncology pharmacy. So that's kind of our what I would think is one of our flagship publications. A few other publications have come in the form of position statements and in recent years we have issued statements on topics such as the role of the oncology pharmacy team in cancer care. We've also published a statement on the role of the pharmacist in immunotherapy as well as related to biosimilars. And so those statements as well as the accompanying resources and toolkit that goes along with it are available on our website for our members to access. The second. Bucket, I'd say, of accomplishments fall into the education category, and we are proud to offer educational opportunities throughout the year that I've mentioned, including our annual symposium. We offer both international and regional symposium where we support networking and education across our membership. We also have master classes for various topics, including things like aseptic dispensing, safe handling, supportive care, Other clinical topics like oral anti-cancer therapies, immunotherapy, biosimilars. And so by offering these educational opportunities, we look to, again, expand the knowledge and and hopefully resources and standardization of oncology pharmacy all around the world. And then the third bucket I'll talk about uh, related to accomplishments is for collaboration. And at ISOC, we believe strongly in working together with other organizations to achieve shared goals. And so we have many collaborations with national as well as other global organizations. So, for example, some accomplishments in this area include working with the World Health Organization, the WHO, to provide expert review of the essential medicines list and input about oncology medications, the inclusion of those on that list. And we also have worked with FIP to provide input on the cancer care handbook for pharmacists. Again, trying to make that available to a wider global audience and and providing expert input on on developing that as well. So this is just a a small summary, short summary of some of what ISOP does. And we're constantly looking to build on these accomplishments and provide resources and, and materials that benefit our membership and elevate the practice of oncology pharmacy all around the world.
0: And what are some of the current ISOP initiatives
2: so, there are so many. Where do I start? So, we um, are looking at regular educational webinars. We're aiming for at least once a month, and this will cover clinical, operational, strategic, there'll be a range of different subjects that we'll be covering. Examples of ones that we've done recently, as Evelyn said earlier, we did one about planetary health. We've also done one on the ISOP standards when we released those, and we've done one on oral anti-cancer therapies and monoclonal antibodies, just to give you an idea of what will be going forward into the future. Other initiatives, we have a support and mentorship network to conduct research so that's done through our research committee so if some if there's an oncology pharmacy practitioner who's interested in research doesn't know where to start or has an idea and just wants to talk to somebody who has got some experience we can network them with the people to help with that. If there's somebody who has done research and they want to now get that published, for example, in JOP in our oncology journal, then again, the research committee can network them with mentor and can help get that over the line so that they've got their name published. Other initiatives are building a Global Advocacy Network and we've been holding quarterly global leaders meetings and these have been amazing what we've been talking about, how we can all collaborate together, how can we work together, how can we share, how can we not reinvent the wheel, what are the countries? challenges, what the country's success is. It's been absolutely amazing, those meetings. The other thing that ISOP is looking around is increasing our social media presence. We definitely want to increase the number of posts that we're doing. We want to share more about what ISOP has been doing. And social media is a very easy way to do that. So if you do follow us or see any of our posts, please like and share and make a little comment. We do read them all. That's fantastic. And we are currently just about to go into our next round of strategic planning. We're going to be doing our next three year plan, which is going to be a more detailed plan, but it will be based around our new 10 year vision. So what we'll be looking at for the next five to 10 years, but specifically what do we need to do in the next three years to get to that Five, 10 year vision. And part of that is around the initiatives around collaboration. For example, collaborating with organizations such as Bopper, like today on this podcast.
0: And what are some of the ways ISOP has improved patient care? Because that's what we're here for. We're here to improve the care that we provide for our patients.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can start with that question. And Nettie, feel free to add more examples. But I think to me, this is what makes ISOP the most meaningful is when we hear stories about how, you know, from our members about how ISOP has helped them either, you know, get better at what they do, advocate for more resources so that they can provide higher quality patient care in their setting, you know, how our resources are used all around the world. Hearing those stories just makes it all mean so much. And we've heard from members examples of where for example our our standards of practice have been used as an advocacy tool where our members have presented on those to their ministries of health and used that as a basis for requesting resources so that they can implement those recommendations because you know these these are published as a global standard And so when we hear that, you know, they've been successful in doing that, it's just so rewarding to know that because of these resources and because of this knowledge that has been shared around the world, you know, there are now institutions and pharmacists who have more resources to be able to do their job more effectively. And and like you said, at the end of the day, to improve patient care and safety and quality, that's really what it's all about. When we offer educational initiatives or research opportunities, our goal here is to share knowledge and, and help elevate the practice of oncology pharmacy. And and by doing so, again, resulting in direct benefit to patient care by building capacity and knowledge and expertise
2: among our global community. I was going to say something similar, Evelyn, is I'm very passionate about education for oncology pharmacy staff. And if you can help the oncology pharmacy staff who are seeing the patients to improve their education and be able to give them the tools that they require to be able to help that patient who's standing in front of them, I think that that is an excellent way where ISOP has helped improve patient care. And the way that ISOP can bring different organisations together and what those organisations' education offerings already are. For example, with Bopper and the Passport and the, El- the Let's Communicate Cancer course that we've already got. Well, let's share that. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Not every single country needs to then have their own Let's Communicate Cancer course why not share what Bopper already do and let's collaborate together? And that's one of the ways that I can see ISOP helping is bringing those people together. For example, through the global leadership meeting and saying, right, what, what do people do well? What do people need? How can we, how can we match this all up? And is there a gap and actually? ISOP can then step in at that point and say, right, there's a gap in this particular education or there's a gap in this particular offering that is required. And let's see if we can supply something and produce something to help global oncology pharmacy in that way. And again, research, we have research offerings and research happening in countries or regions, or maybe even smaller in just like organisations. And actually, the question that they're asking in that organisation is applicable nationally. And and is it applicable internationally? And can ISOC help that research just Take that one step further to step out of a country and maybe do it in two countries or three, or maybe globally. I think we've got a way to go, but I think ISOC can definitely help to expand that research network within oncology pharmacy. And how does that help patients? Well, if we have a question that we don't know the answer to that will help patient care, then that's where the research comes in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to be completely transparent, What are some of the challenges that ISOP currently faces?
2: Well, ISOP being a global organisation, one thing, one of the challenges that I have discovered with ISOP is actually arranging a meeting where everybody is awake at the same time. That's the biggest challenge, I think, I've come across at the moment. I've had meetings at six o'clock in the morning. Poor Evelyn was up at two o'clock in the morning once, I think. So we all work it around and it's not every single week. So it's not a problem. But the other challenge is languages. So English is the primary language of ISOP. But we're then excluding those oncology pharmacists that can't communicate in English. We are working at improving our website, so we will be getting a new website and part of that new website will be translated into different languages. Language is a barrier, we can't deny that, but we are aware of it and if anyone has some fantastic ideas of how you can help us with the language barriers across the different countries, please reach out to us. The other challenge I suppose ISOC faces is that in not being able to speak in other languages and English being our main language is can we reach out to all of the countries in the world because we want representation from every single country we don't want to exclude anybody at all but how do we contact them how do we reach them how do we let them know that ISOP exists and that they can reach out and we're hoping that the Recent changes we've had to our membership will help reach out to members, but we've still got the issue around language and how to how to get to those people. So that's one of the reasons why we want to increase our social media is so that can can we get our messages out to those people. And then of course the other challenge that ISOP has, we've we've got a fantastic idea, we've got a vision, we've got we've got all of these different committees, we've got a list as long as our arm of initiatives and things that we want to do and publish and work on and education. And we just, we all, we are all volunteers. And it's a lot of work for a few individuals, but actually, it's a small amount of work for a lot of people. So we need enough volunteers to do all the amazing work that we've we've got planned.
0: No, absolutely. It sounds like there's a lot to get involved in. So if you're a listener and you're interested in joining ISOP, do. There's a lot of opportunities there and it helps patient care at the end of the day. You both have a big announcement regarding ISOP. Would you like to share it with the Bopper membership?
1: Yes, I would be happy to. And, and thank you for giving us this platform to help reach our members and potential members. So Our big announcement was just released last week, and that is the launch of our brand new tenure vision that we've alluded to already as part of this podcast. But to provide a little bit more detail about what that includes, the first step in implementing this new tenure vision is opening up the membership of ISOP to be no fee. And that will be active as of the beginning of the year, beginning of January 2024. So please do stay connected on our social media and otherwise to to find out about when that goes live. But we are very excited that that means we will hopefully be able to increase our reach, include more oncology pharmacists around the world and, and provide access, support, networking, all those fantastic benefits that we've been talking about to a larger network of global oncology pharmacy members. The rest of that 10-year vision is available in detail on our website. Definitely encourage you all to check it out. But in brief, it includes expanded educational offerings, resources and as we've been talking about so far just initiatives that all across the world and in collaboration with other oncology pharmacy and global organizations to be able to implement that you know in a unified way because we do believe that you know by working together we're both stronger and more efficient and hoping to you know again really provide a unified voice for global oncology
2: pharmacy
0: and what if people have a question for you how can they reach you
2: Oh, this is a brilliant question because we keep saying to you to reach us and I suppose you need to know how. So you can reach us through email. So we've got president at ISOP, that's I-S-O-P-P dot org or president elect at ISOP dot org. Or, as we've said, you can reach us through our social media channels. We are on Facebook LinkedIn, X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram. And last month, we have opened a WhatsApp channel, which you can follow.
0: And what is the final message you would like to give to our listeners?
1: So thanks again for the opportunity to share more about ISOP. And thank you to everyone for listening. I think the final message I would want to share is just that we would look forward to welcoming you to our membership if you are interested in joining us. And just a reminder, this is open to anyone on the oncology pharmacy team, which includes pharmacists, technicians, even students. You know, we want to be an inclusive organization and, and we want to encourage you to join us, especially starting January 1st when the no fee membership goes live. And we look forward to working with more of you as active members to help shape the global oncology pharmacy of the
2: world for the future. Don't forget, Evelyn, we haven't actually spoken about this yet, but to celebrate our launch, which is really exciting, we're giving our ISOP members three separate chances to win a free international symposium registration to ISOP 2025. So everyone here is a member on the 1st of January, the 1st of February and the 1st of March will be entered into a prize draw. So if you become a member on the 1st of January, you've then got three chances to win one of these uh, prizes. There are terms and conditions. It's all on our website, but we thought this was a brilliant way to launch the no fee and give back to our members as well.
0: Well, it's been lovely to have you both on. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, I'll see you in the next episode of Let's Talk About SACT.